0: Hey City of Champions, this week we are back to a musical guest on the podcast. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Luke Ertman and Jeff Ramsey. Now these two childhood friends are the leading members of a local band by the name of Fool's Tongue. The group recently released their second studio album, which is an alternative rock compilation with epic symphonic rock feel. Uh, Pretty cool stuff and the, the setup on stage is pretty remarkable. The three of us got a chance to discuss the band's creation, the shifting climate of the music industry, and the challenges faced by almost all upstart bands nowadays. Luke and Jeff, along with their four other band members Cassia, Eric, Josh, and Dave, are preparing for their CD release party this April the 28th at the Capitol Theatre in Fort Edmonton Park. You can check out their website at foolstongue.ca to hear their jams, and to find a link for tickets for their show. Now, I give you Fool's Tongue. I'm just going to hit record, and we'll go, go live, go. and then we'll just jump right into it. As sure, you know, this yeah. is pretty casual. so oh, that's totally <laughs> cool. Uh, Jeff and Luke, I appreciate you guys joining me today. Oh, thanks um, so much. I'm yeah. interested to know what's going on in your world and world of Fool's Tongue. First of all, where'd the name come from?
1: Oh, jeez, that's <laughs> old now. We used to be in a group called... Well, the very first group is called Mannequin. Yeah, and then it went to Divine Madness. Yeah. And then we are like, that's not cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it
1: could be. It could be. It depends, it be. It depends how you own it, it, right? Yeah. High school of So, okay, let's yeah. get back yeah. into your guys' backstory then. You guys know each other from high school, obviously. Oh, yeah. We grew up... We both grew up uh, south of the city here in, in Millet. Okay. It's a small town. I mean, nothing to do other than play music. Yeah. Um, I mean, growing up in... When we were in junior high, we all, like after school every day We the, the teachers just let us hang out in the band room. Okay. So we had run of that place. Access and, to all that yeah, stuff. We just, and so we, we just spent every day yeah. playing music after school. Yeah. What did um, you guys start on? You were on guitar.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was on guitar mm-hmm. so, um, and uh, that was down yeah, like in grade eight I think I started up. Mm-hmm. And,
0: did you uh, take formal lessons or did no, you just not really. I started made hacking it out?
2: Yeah. Luke. Luke actually started with his guitar I think he got it for Christmas or something like that and then uh and then a few months later I think I joined Mm -hmm. um and then he taught me a bunch of chords and stuff and then I took a like
0: (laughs) you like taught him and you're like all right now you do it I don't want to do the guitar anymore and
2: then I took a, a few months of you know Lessons, but mm-hmm. uh, in Edmonton here, but then then I just it was a lot of self taught stuff, right? So,
0: yeah, it seems like that's yeah. a lot of musicians are that way, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't get the, the I'm sure yeah. there's some classically trained guys, yeah. but yeah. uh, you just kind of figure it out yeah. yourself and, and but, develop your own sound, exactly. right?
2: But afterwards, yeah, both me and Luke went to you know university to uh, study music, yeah, and mm-hmm. that stuff. So,
0: okay, so you We're got trained the... now, <laughs> yeah, and now you're trained, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So, what do you is it like normal university where you have to like pick a
1: major and then you don't end up using it for the rest of your life or is it a lot more applicable is it a lot more (laughs) more applicable it's it depends on what you do like i i did the university i did the b degree here at the u of a Mm -hmm. in and i did you have to have an instrument to get in Mm -hmm. and i didn't play i didn't learn anything uh in terms of being formal trained i had a little bit of piano but everything was just by ear so i was like shit how am i going to get into this thing yeah um so I auditioned on voice, okay. having had I took a year of voice lessons because I was like I need to I need to get in yeah and that counts and as an instrument it counts as an instrument it's something I might be able to pull off in a year okay um, I took a year worth of voice lessons and then I got in but all I really wanted to do was do uh, composition and theory like for me it was all about writing was the fun part of it right right so I got in on voice and then abandoned that. And then went straight to, uh, like I said, composition theory. And some of that stuff you still learn, you still use. Like music history, you don't use as much anymore. I mean, you know, understanding scales from, you know, from Southeast Asia, <laughs> is some, it's not something you use on a daily basis. Right. But Things like oral skills. Like every morning at seven o'clock, we were there, learning intervals on the piano. And and like we'd have final exams where the teacher would sit at the piano and she'd play, mm-hmm. and then we'd just have a piece of paper and she'd go write it out as I play it. Oh, okay. And stuff like that, you use every day now, right? Right. Because it just, it's like, it's, like, it's like a runner running. Yeah. You know what I mean? we train right? the ear.
0: train yeah. the ear, yeah. train the circuitry between those functions yeah. in the brain, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, makes sense. Um, and then, so what was the, the incarnation progression of the band?
1: So, well, yeah, from mannequin to, uh, what was it, divine? Divine madness, that was all pre-university. Then I think we got into university and we're like trying to figure out what the next thing was. Yeah. You know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and fools song came from just we were just looking at words that we liked mm-hmm. and just we just paired them together we had lists and lists and fool's song went together And we're like ah that's it that yeah. makes sense that sounds cool it's interesting it's it original, means something's yeah. going on mm-hmm. but but hopefully it's a little it's not nondescript enough that you're like oh that's not a metal band that's right. not a this band it could be whatever you want it to be right um, and like our last album was a uh, was a world album. It came out of a bunch of work that we were doing for for theaters and for film and for other things, and and then this album's you know an alternative rock album, and mm-hmm. um, and what's great about the name is that it sort of allows you to to I guess genre bounce. Yeah a bunch for sure really cool yeah which i think lots of artists
0: or at least artists with staying power end up doing right you probably get bored playing the same thing over and over again yeah Yeah. you want to challenge yourself (laughs) and imagine i'm just so you guys have background i'm like not musical at all like i i sing like by myself but that's about it so i don't have any like theory or any background like that so this is great for me and also for the audience to like learn a little bit of like okay no like everyone's everyone's exposed to musicians, right? Yeah. Everyone likes music. Mm-hmm, of course. But no one knows what goes into it. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. really the kind of stuff that I want to get into with you guys and especially talk about, like, you know, what struggles are there as a band trying to trying to come up and trying to trying mm-hmm. to get exposure and trying to, you know, get to the next
1: level. Sure. And, yeah. and how do you see those. Yeah. Well, I mean, it... I mean, every bit, every musician you talk to talks about how everything's changed since, you know, CD's died. Back in my day. I mean, that's sort of the the big thing and it's it's weird because i remember we when we released our last album it was all about okay you need like it was about airtime and twitter seemed to be the thing right, right. what year that was that that's
2: 2014 2013 yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: before what's his face took control of twitter <laughs> trump <laughs> the guy we won't talk yeah yeah <laughs> um and then twitter doesn't seem to be a thing now it's instagram so we gotta deal with that mm-hmm but i think the the trick about it is is or the the tricky thing is it used to be that you get there would be a record label mm-hmm. record label would enter into a partnership with a musician they go we think we can make money off of you right and we have the power to advertise you to a demographic that we think will buy your 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 brand will buy your music. Will buy your content. Whatever, you know, right. however you want to right. say. Right. So it. you're producing. They act as a distributor of sorts, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. But they distribute and they market and they fund. Mm-hmm. So so you know you're not spending 20 G or or way more in the case. of A lot of these acts that were coming up when when that was the way it happened. Yeah. You're not putting the money out front to record the CD album or the album. Upfront, either, so yeah. they sort of take care of that. So, like an incubator, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Okay, totally. And it's actually how theater works. Yeah. Right. Like I do a lot of theater scoring, and a theater takes on a show, and they hire you to, to perhaps do the music. They hire an actor to act in it. They hire, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. they hire a creative team, but they have the space, the advertising, and the audience mm-hmm. to hopefully sell that and turn a profit on it, or at least break even, or, or you know what I mean. So right. it's it's actually not an odd format for for the arts mm-hmm. but that doesn't really exist anymore unless unless you're huge you because know, the like, internet is distribution internet the, is you, you can
0: access all your fans you don't like you need
1: marketing but you don't need yeah that, so you, that infrastructure you your own record label mm-hmm. yeah so not only are you dealing with now the creation of the music the recording of the music the mixing the mastering that whole thing then, then you hit, Then you have, to, you have to turn the switch, right? right? And then you have to become your own marketing team, right? Your own distribution team, your own everything team, and that's. It's changed, actually yeah. taxing.
0: That must be challenging, if, especially if you fall more on the on the spectrum of creative versus business oh, oriented, course. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same way with anything with producing films as well. You, you know, some producers yeah. are much more creative, and some producers are much yeah. more operational, much more long yeah. producers, right? They got the
1: organization and all that. That's right. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you happen to be on that side of it, I, the, I think the organizational side of the people who are good at promoting—that's that's a huge asset these days. Mm-hmm you know and it's it's a more rounded out skill set but you know going back to university or going back to that training we were talking about earlier that's something that universities and colleges don't at least the music degrees
2: yeah they don't teach you. They, they, they don't teach you anything about market, that, right? How to market, how to become a business. There's
0: another reason, right. right? Right. Yeah, because because they thing. haven't caught up with the times too, no. right? No, and
1: they probably won't for another 20 years.
0: That's no. super interesting. Like, I just, yeah. I, I wonder what, what a course designed around that mentality looks like nowadays, where it's like, well, you know, you've got a, your first hour and a half of the day is is music theory. Then your next hour and a half of the day is like business theory, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's. Yeah. That's
1: and great. I'm sure there, I hope there are some that are, that are moving in that direction, because it's super important. Mm-hmm. Um. oh shoot now I lost it dang it
0: no so you guys were you were just saying that you um, you you were going that direction with the record label but now how are you approaching this this
1: business well all, it's it's you do everything right like before Christmas like we've been working on this album for geez a couple of years now because mm-hmm. well life right mm-hmm. um, I wish we could just take the time to do 40 hours a week straight but, well but I think you burn yourself out too Um, and you need to get in, you need to, the, the great thing about what we do, sorry, I'm on tangents left. No, that's
0: right. We got all the time in
1: the world. Um, like we both do this. Jeff teaches, Jeff gigs around Jeff does weddings, all these sorts of things. I do a lot of theater work. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do a little bit of film work. So we both, I mean, music is the, it's, it's the seven day a week gig, obviously, but we're lucky, really lucky that we're able to engage it in all these cool different ways. Right. And I think that's also one of the reasons the last one was a world album and this one's an alternative rock album mm-hmm. is because you're continually inspired by all these things happening around you. And I think that's why it took so long to put it together. Right. Mm-hmm. It's because we're just sort of, you know, eyes open looking at the world and looking at what's happening here and, 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 and what is this project and what have mm-hmm. I learned musically from this project? Right. How can it influence what we're writing? Right. So you spend, you know, two years in that creative mode and then right before Christmas, we had a meet. We're like, "Shit, we got an actual." Sorry, I probably shouldn't swear. No, you're it. all good. Say whatever uh, you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we had this meet, and we're like, "Okay, April twenty eighth. That's what we want to have the, the rehearsal, the the, 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 the release. release for." Yeah. Uh, we had to pick that because one of the the, the singer, she's an actress, and she's in Joseph mm-hmm. uh, at Rosebud this summer. So we got to get the gig in. Otherwise, we have to wait till September. Right. You got six <laughs> band members. You got it. Yeah. You got to <laughs> yeah. balance a lot of schedules. Yeah, exactly, so that's insane. Right? Yeah. So, like, that was the day. It was the only option. Um, so then we went, okay, so what is our plan? Like, okay, social, we, we, we have a big list of things we want to hit on social media-wise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are the radio stations we need to go after? What are the uh, newspaper articles that we yeah. want to go after? Radio how much radio money do you want stuff. to kick into this? How much money do you want to kick to that? And we created a, you know, the best promotional plan that we could hopefully execute and afford. hmm And then you just go forward and execute it, right? And then hope for the best results. Yeah, I think it's the only way you can do it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I think what a lot of artists get trapped in, and I think I I know that we've got trapped in it, is you think you can, you think that you need to do everything too, Mm -hmm. and that you need to exhaust every single opportunity, and every single you know possible thing you can think of, and you end up stretching yourself so thin that that what you put out isn't good either then, right? Right. You've got 40 hours a week or you've got, you know, whatever time you can put into your thing. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's where planning becomes important. So you can can use that time as effectively as possible and hopefully put out the best content within that time. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, you can only, you know, um, psychologically bandwidth, you can only focus on a few key things, right? Yeah. I always kind of think of it as like those guys who spin like a bunch of like basketballs on their appendages, yeah. right? Like yeah. you can, you can focus on one, you can keep it spinning while the others are just sort of maintaining their momentum, but you have to dive back and put some attention on that. You've only got that singular channel, right? Yeah. And right. so you've got too many, you're not going to keep them all up. So you really got to decide like, what are the avenues that, that are primarily going to see the most return for me and and mm. what's the most effective? Yeah. yeah. So so are you guys, um, are you, are you, um, organizing any like media stunts? Like, are we going to see any like big, <laughs> like earned media, like fool's tongue, like drops a banner on the city or something like that? <laughs> not, not that I know. No, <laughs> no, Jeff, up, you're not so. planning that.
2: Um, not that, no, but we might come up with uh, you know, like a, a ticket giveaway kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys know the story of Alice Cooper? trying to sell out in um, no. his first tour in London no. so so Alice was the biggest thing in North America I forget whatever sure, yeah. the 70s right Or 70s is that right it sounds right yeah and so then he was booking a tour over in the UK and starting with London and he whatever stadium he had it was an 8,000 8, person stadium Holy shit. And, uh, and a week before he'd only sold 500 tickets no one in London knew who Alice Cooper was so he's talking with his marketing team and his management team and trying to figure out like how do we get his name out there in a week in a way in which people have to come see this guy and Alice Cooper is also the, t- the guy in the team his manager um, oh shit it's going to escape me it'll come back anyway um, super mensch Shep Gordon okay. anyway there's a really good documentary done by Mike Myers on his manager Shep Gordon hmm. who's who managed a lot of really up and coming people throughout the right. years mm-hmm. um, they were the ones who to market Alice Cooper in North America decided okay well how do we get kids to love us well make it something that the parents tell the kids not to listen to <laughs> so that's why he yeah, went yeah. after the sex the drugs the rock and roll the you know the all that kind of gothic demonic right. sat- satanic right. stuff so parents are like you better not listen to Alice Cooper yeah. and what does every kid do at every point in or at oh, yeah. every kid in yeah. a point in his life rebels right yeah, in some way or another so they go yeah I'm gonna listen to Alice Cooper so anyway it's a week before a show in London they're talking to their their um, pu- public over there like what can we do like what do people in london like what is every what's a common theme what does everyone do he goes well everyone watches the morning news in London. That's like sort of the premier spot, but like they're not right. gonna put Alice Cooper on the news. Yeah, yeah. So how do we get on the news? And we go, well, like traffic is really bad in London in the morning. Well, where's the busiest spot in town? Well, Piccadilly Circus is the biggest spot or the most congested spot every morning. All right, so here's what we do. We, we rent this massive billboard on the back of a lorry. And Alice had just done a photo shoot the, the couple weeks before and it was him naked laying across with a snake covering his dick. That was the only thing, right? Right. So they plaster this on the back of a truck and they hire a driver and they get him to break it down in the middle of Piccadilly (laughs) Circus at 7.30 a.m. And they tell the driver and they go, you're gonna get arrested, we'll take care of you, whatever you do, swallow the key, like do not start that truck again. And so all the newspaper van, uh, yeah, yeah. like uh, all the news uh, helicopters and vans, and everyone's there like seeing what the hell is going on. And it's just a picture of Alice. Who is <laughs> that? He sold out the concert. Right. Yeah. So okay. I want to see you guys do something <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> like that. I don't know who's, right. who's undressing with a yeah, snake, but yeah, I'll exactly. leave that up to you. <laughs> all right, yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. So you say the first album was a world album. So what does that mean?
1: Well, at the time, um, I was writing. A, I had just started working on the Canadian Badlands Passion Play. It's down. It's actually the largest outdoor theater event in Canada. Okay. Sorry. Um. I had just written all the music for it, and of course, being the Passion Play, it has all these sort of Middle Eastern influences to it. Mm-hmm. Lots, lots of Phrygian scales, lots of you know tabla drums, all kinds of cool stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was that's all spinning in your brain. Um. And we we got together and we just that's what we went after. Yeah, that was what was interesting at oh, that okay. point in time. Okay, we're, were those sort of world influences? So we put together a twelve track song, a uh, twelve song album. It's called New World, and it's yeah, it was just it's all a world writing, writing all the music together,
2: yeah. and then and then we hired a bunch of basic yeah. guys to come play. Yeah, uh, for the show, for the actual album, it was it was mostly samples and
1: yeah, we did and, the whole uh, album ourselves, yeah, yeah, just the right. two of us uh except for the female vocalist that that That's actress we were talking about cassia mm-hmm. we brought her up and then we were like "Shit, how are we going to play this thing live <laughs> no <way. laughs> right no way right yeah we, I didn't we, think we can can't do it right yeah. right yeah. And we're, so we hired we got together a band at that point we we're like okay we need to do this yeah. we scored it all out like it was all sheet music everybody had their, their it was like almost like a, a, symphony. a class yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally like that right mm-hmm. and uh yeah, so and then yeah, that yeah. sort of became the band after that okay right? So like the the auxiliary percussionist that we use, he's he's a native guy from the Musquatches Reserve. I probably pronounced that wrong. I never know where to put
0: Josh that. Littlechild. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So he's you know he's the guy who's got our powwow drums and stuff, and he's the guy that we did all that percussion with, with this album now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because we had to we had to get him just to be able to perform the last one. Right. Yeah.
0: And then this is an alternative rock album. Yes. But I've listened to it, and it doesn't sound like alternative rock that I've heard before.
1: Okay, well then I'm I'm told. What does it sound like to you? Well, your- again, I'm not I'm,
0: I'm, I'm not musical, right? Like I, if I were to put it into like a descriptor for me, it would almost be like like rock symphony. At least if you try like the right. I listen, I think five or six tracks um and it's it's just very like epic like i yeah. that's like that's the best way to describe it because there's so much going on right yeah, yeah there's so many different layers to it and then watching your video is like i think you're playing guitar with a just playing guitar with a, a, a bow violin, a, oh, a violin bow yeah, or a cello yeah, bow or something great, great, great. like yeah. how do you guys even think that kind of stuff up is that common it's, no
2: it was done well jimmy page did it in the 70s so, okay i mean you know um there's a few other bands who did a similar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just I just liked the sound of it at the time. And, and it was, yeah, visually cool, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we introduced that into the well, the last I, album. But. It
1: came from a track, right? We were trying yeah. to figure something out in the studio. I can't remember what it was. But we were like, well, it's got to be bowed. Like, that's the sonic answer to the problem. I don't remember what the problem was anymore, right? right, right. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, was clearly forget something. the problem, but you and, know yeah, the answer. The right? answer was that Jeff needed to needed a bow the part right, right. so, we, so I, mean, I don't know where we had the bow but anyways uh, I don't know yeah but. and then we had a friend in southern Alberta actually the, the instrument he played was custom built by a guy in southern Alberta mm-hmm. um, built a sort of Jeff specs to be able to, to to do more than where where the idea started from it's kind right? of like a guitar cello no yeah you had, yeah. You had
0: that custom built I oh had, yeah. yeah wow what did something like that
1: cost
2: uh that was I don't know like he gave me a really good deal on it. it was yeah. probably like fifteen hundred or something like that. And right? had he
0: done anything before like that?
2: He he built like acoustic guitars, a few electrics, but mm-hmm. nothing like of this sort. So okay, it was a pretty cool project, though. Yeah.
0: So all in all, how many different instruments are on your average live set, say?
1: Well, this will be a six-piece. It'll be six-piece six piece band, band. So yeah. I'll be on Chapman Stick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also attach a little synthesizer to it because we have like, there's a lot of like synth bass and stuff mm-hmm. in that out al- in that you album. Explain so we're, like... what that Chapman stick. Yeah, is. Well, I oh, I start, know what it yeah, looks yeah. like, but I don't really know how to describe it. It's um it's like a guitar, very similar to a guitar, except for that it goes as low as a bass guitar. Okay. And instead of using two hands, because usually what happens is is your left hand on a guitar, assuming you're right handed, mm-hmm. um, holds down the fret, which gives a length of string, and then you pluck it with this hand, with a yeah. pick or with your finger, which creates the vibration. Mm-hmm. But on the Chapman stick. The, the right hand part is emitted so by hitting the string hard you you press it to the correct fret which gives you the distance to create the pitch mm-hmm. but you also set the motion the, the string in motion
0: okay which
1: gives you the sound right so more like a piano you can use both hands to play pitch gotcha and it go and then left hand usually covers bass register mm-hmm. right hand covers guitar register okay and then it comes out into two different amplifiers so what what
0: differentiates guitar uh, versus bass in terms of? I know like bass is obviously
1: deeper, but how mm-hmm. do you how do you achieve that on such a small instrument? Um, well, they cut the body out, so when you look at it, it looks like just the neck. Okay, right. Big fat. So it's a big neck. fat neck, which which helps because it's it's a bit smaller than you don't have that that body, and but the neck is thick like a guitar body is. You know what necks? Inch and a half, two inches. Yeah, it's about two inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is about four inches. Okay. So it's it's quite long, and then instead of playing, I guess you'd say horizontally with the neck going out to your left or right, it hooks onto your belt and goes vertically, so you can wrap your so like a cello. Yeah, you can get your fingers onto it a bit easier. Oh, okay. And
0: how many strings are there on there? Ten. Ten. Oh, ten strings. Smokes. That's a pretty specialized. Yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. How long did it take you to learn
1: to do that? I've been playing that for ten years now. Ooh, what like what, what set that off for you? What? I saw a guy play. it. A guy named Fergus Marsh was here. I think he's playing Bruce Coburn. Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm.
1: And I watched, I I went to the show and he was, he was playing all the bass parts Mm -hmm. and he's playing all this other stuff. And I was just like, I got to have that thing. Like, (laughs) like right. Right. Like you do so much with that. You can, you can make so many sounds. So Mm -hmm. I was hooked as soon as I saw what he could do. Right. Right so that's right. you've got you sing. you've got the Chapman stick yeah Chapman stick yeah and then all right, walk us through the rest of the ensemble well here. the stick has a synth on it now okay. I've, I've, I've changed my stick from the traditional stick I've added a, a mini synthesizer onto the side of it okay. which also runs through my computer Then, so that like like I said synth parts or, or strings mm-hmm. or piano if you need it mm-hmm. I can trigger that as well um while moving around with the stick it's unbelievable you can keep track of so much like <laughs> it's, all at yeah, once. It's an animal. And then Jeff's on oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm on, on guitar. Guitars.
0: Um just okay. boring old yeah. ass guitar. <laughs> hey <It's> guitar, <laughs> like A little bit of singing. Yeah. And, um
2: but then we have um a keyboard player, uh, Erica um Van drunen And we went to McEwen together for music, but she also went to Liverpool. Um, to, uh study study music there okay she came back yeah and uh
0: she come back, back like a new woman like just totally married immersed married and, oh okay yeah <laughs> i was going <laughs> musically but yeah that's a big change too
2: but uh no she's got a few a bunch of bands yeah. in edmonton happening and uh and we were lucky enough to have her back on this album so nice. we got her on keys and she does background vocals for us as well mm-hmm then we have uh, yeah Josh Littlechild and percussion and he's 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 surrounded by <laughs> all sorts drums. of drums. Yeah, got a big powwow drum over here. Yeah, A billion other things. So it's going to be really cool to see that.
0: So, so what drums have you brought in? Because I, I in your in your bio it says you brought in every drum
1: that you could <laughs> find. We <laughs> did. So walk us through we these. We did. Sure. Well, not all of them make
0: it to the stage.
1: Okay. We can't. We just can't. Yeah. But it's it's the, ridiculous. On the, re-
2: on the recording, there's, they're there's, all there. there. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, we we. The, uh, the, the coolest ones I'll talk about the ones that are of course have the most well anyways Appeal. we have a power drum yeah we got that from Josh got that it's not the one that he, he he bought one afterwards so that we could we could go live with it um but he he got one from the band and it was it was interesting because we had from the, the native band yes, yes. 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 is that
0: the right term native aboriginal
1: aboriginal Ab- 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 band oh, first nations
0: shit. band i mean no offense to anyone um, so course, he got it yeah, from his obviously. his peoples yeah, yeah yeah all right yeah
1: he has a legitimate right to play it fair enough not, not yeah we talked about this every <laughs> single band <laughs> so i out. couldn't play it you couldn't play <laughs> well, it <laughs> that's where that was interesting one of one of the percussionists that we used on our last album was is a woman named alison McIver, and um she was planning on coming in to record power drums with us Because you want as many players as you can. Right. A power drum isn't played by one person. What's cool, what what makes the power drum sound cool, is the fact that not all the sticks, because you have multiple players, Mm -hmm. hit the drum at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of Oh, Okay. And and if you if you slow like we actually slowed down some of the hits and you can actually hear the. Cool. Like like it's it's and that's. that's So you're not
0: if I you're hitting it and I'm hitting it. We're hitting it, so I might be hitting it as it's popping up from your head kind yeah. of thing. Okay, yeah. gotcha.
1: And and on the album, you wouldn't go, oh, they're clearly off. It's like everybody's close enough that it still feels like a concise rhythm, mm-hmm. but that's what sounds cool about the instrument. Yeah. Neat. And but it's loud. It's, and it's really it's loud. Okay. Cool. Yeah. the sticks they use are made out of plastic, so when you go back, they bend. They bend. Whoa, And then yeah. when you come down, they whip down and hit it even harder. Holy smokes. It's, it's a crazy weird instrument. <laughs> but... We couldn't have her come in. Right. Because this drum was a male drum. Oh no. So it's talking about you know how dare the they player, tell her what she right? can and can't do for um, being a woman. We and and you like if they're we were born in the instruments we can't really Tell them right. That's who interesting, plays it, right? wonder mm-hmm. huh. so yeah, how that plays out It just
2: depends on the the band too, right? Yeah, like, I think some. I think yeah, some, some bands are can, cool
0: with it. So you didn't are. want
1: to do it because you didn't want to offend them who lent you the drum. That's right. Exactly. That's, That's right. fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Now the drum that we have, Josh owns, and he he wouldn't he would be fine. Okay. With with obviously with a woman playing it, right? Um, he doesn't happen to be a woman, but that yeah, was progressive of uh, Josh. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Right. 2018,
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. I get with the times. Okay. Um, but then we had airway drums, which are a traditional African drum. I think it would be North East Africa. Right.
2: North Pretty sure. sure. For sure.
1: But they are it's actually a set of drums. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a whole, it's a whole grouping, but they're, they're known unlike a power drum, which has a, a, a large head usually made of like a moose or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then relatively shallow, they have a really small head to but with. they're incredibly long right okay. so the one was five or six, yeah, feet, five long. Or six feet tall yeah, yeah. right but and the head skip. is only a foot across so what does that does that give you a deeper sound or a higher sound it's different, different uh, sound. it's usually a lower pitch because because the length of the chamber defines your pitch mm-hmm. just like um saxophones like if you play your soprano saxophone the smallest saxophone giving you the highest pitch gotcha and you're bass very, very, bear, bear baritone, saxophone, baritone think, yeah. is the, is, is the, the really lowest but it has the longest tube mm-hmm. so to speak right gotcha. so it lowers the pitch but it doesn't have the same attack because the, the head is smaller okay that sort of makes yeah. sense so it's, it's a different sound. attack is the, the yeah the sound it makes when you strike it oh, okay. like right at the beginning right? I
0: didn't know it was called that yeah
1: I'm learning a lot today <laughs> all right and that one's called a what those it, are edway drums edway drums and then we had I mean tons of jimbe's tons of Frame drums, which are like your your brands, like like just a, a frame like nose body. A okay. Yeah.
0: So where like where did you guys even come up with the idea of including these? Like, did you know anything about it? Did you get the drum first and then learn about it, or did you do research and think this? All um, the sounds we want.
2: We just uh, well, I had a friend uh, who studied in Africa mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, um, and he when he came back to Canada, he had a fr- somebody. Build him some drums out of trees. Okay, <laughs> and then he got and, and got him shipped over, right? And I knew about this, and I said, "Wow, maybe we can get get him to, you know, lend him his drums." And uh, so yeah, we were able to get them and use them for the album. But I don't know. We were just yeah, seeing
1: if we knew anybody who had these I,
2: instruments, and and I think part of it was about
1: process. Mm-hmm. Like the first the world album we did, like it was just us mm-hmm. in a room doing our thing. And Using a lot of samples. Yeah, yeah. And we just, and then we went to this one. We're like, well, we have to, we have to do something different, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to just make the same album. Yeah, thing, not that's that's, that's that's boring. Is like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that idea. So we were like, what what can we do that would be super fun and super inspiring and super different and something that hopefully lead us in a cool direction. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, then Jeff's like, this guy's got the drums, and we're like, well, Josh could probably get us a power drum. Mm-hmm. So then we're like, well, that makes sense. And then we just sort of run it down the road. I mean, again, that's why it takes two years to right. put an album together, right? Like, again, when you're dealing with with uh, re- with record labels, you know, a band comes in with twelve songs. It's drums, bass, guitar, keys, mm-hmm. or whatever the instrumentation is, and and there's there's pressure to get it done quickly. Pressure to get it done the way that producer or Company wants to get it done, mm-hmm. which which leads to half the music we hear on the radio, but it also leads to a, a specific way of creating the music. If that makes sense,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's kind of rushed. It's produced. It's yeah. there's no time for experimentation, mm-hmm. right? So your guys' album has evolved really organically, for all intents and 100%. purposes, right? 100%, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and what? Are, to, just to wrap up the instrument part of this, because I'm curious. Like, what? Are, so what are the other main ones that you've got in there? What, what are you, What's unique
1: to it? Uh, percussion-wise, there's those guys. We had, like I said, lots of frame drums, lots of djembes, thunder sheets. We have quite a few different shakers. I mean, it sounds like a stupid thing to talk about shakers because yeah. we always think there's an egg shaker, right? <laughs> but there's some amazing shakers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got one they call a cyclops, which opens and closes. So as you shake it, you can, you can actually adjust timbre oh, wow. on the fly. Yeah. There's another one. What was it? The, was the, 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 the torpedo? Torpedo, which it's, <laughs> it looks like it's a shaker <laughs> this big. Yeah, completely. You metal. play like this. Yeah, and then it's got ribbed sides so that you can brush mm, other instruments across pleasure. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: don't don't refer to that one by name if you're taking it <laughs> <laughs> on a, on a <laughs> <yeah>. plane, right? <laughs> hey, where's the? Who's got the torpedo? Got yeah, the ribbed torpedo. Yeah, torpedo.
1: The <laughs> torpedo. <laughs> um, I think those are the. Well, from what I remember in terms of percussion those are the yeah, castanets. big ones lots of castanets <laughs> yeah what's a castanet a castanet is this teeny teen. it's the first actually the first track you hear that there's a it's castanet okay it's two little bells yeah they're about the size of your thumb yeah made out of wood right yeah are they think no they're metal sometimes they're plastic or metal or wood I think ours are metal but anyways and then they're much like a piano there's a little hammer that hits it oh okay and then two little levers (laughs) so you so the whole opening to the album i mean it sounds big when you listen to it or at least it sounds like like we're going somewhere there's a sense of anticipation right but recording it is 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 josh our percussionist who's he's built like a football player Uh, right he's huge he's huge and like all these microphones yeah like all these microphones around these two little bells and he's just going (laughs) <laughs> just <laughs> totally focused right in the moment he's hilarious That's to watch a... when he plays triangle yeah because my oh, bad. huge guy and he's just <laughs> i just hold it with two fingers i'm sure <laughs> yeah, it's a cool thing um yeah sorry percussion uh it wasn't until after the percussion was recorded that we we did the actual drum set mm-hmm. um so which is totally backwards but whatever And so we recorded that it it is a traditional drum set like there's nothing really weird about the actual drum set Mm -hmm. then we started laying obviously guitars of various forms um Stick and bass and whatnot. then we decided we wanted a horn section Mm -hmm. um yeah may as well Mm -hmm. throw it in right it felt right well we had all these big long like big bass lines that that just move and they felt kind of fake because they were they were they were synths yeah right and, and I know that everybody's doing synths these days, but part of us was like, it just doesn't feel quite real. right. Especially yeah. given all the real percussion that we had just done. Right. I think maybe it was the comp, you know what I mean? Had those all been like synthesized drums, maybe the synth bass would have been fine by itself. Right. But because they weren't. we uh, <laughs> Didn't we, fit them all. Yeah, no, it right? didn't fit. So yeah. we brought in uh, trombones and trumpets to do that. Mm-hmm. And then proceeded to do vocals and then we brought in we put together a little ragtag choir we actually recorded it at Jeff's uh, oh, my condo, condo. Yeah. like yeah. it was a little condo and we had <laughs> 50, 20 ceiling, people. people. but so. yeah it had a vaulted ceiling yeah. 20 people in there Yeah, any curi- curious and... neighbors
0: if they could join the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, the church session yeah. going yeah, on yeah, in your apartment exactly. right
2: yeah. yeah so we recorded yeah some gang vocals there mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I think it uh, that worked well yeah there's a huge array of, of sounds that we had mm-hmm. and uh and we captured that. some really cool stuff
0: so when did you guys put the uh what was the like the press date on on the album like when did you say all right it's done
2: it was around i think we wanted to get it done around um christmas time yeah. just after
0: mm-hmm.
1: you
2: know January yeah it
1: was done i think we had it back from the mastering just before christmas yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like it takes those final edits is what takes the longest. Right. Most of the most of the music was I would say 90% done this right. time last year. So you lay it all down and then you sort of adjust things as you go. Yeah. Okay. You mix it and then you and then you bounce those and then you put them on a CD cuz we're still old school. Yeah. Um and you put it in the car and you listen to it for a week. Right. And you just make notes on your phone like yeah. this needs to change, this needs to change, this is cool. Then you go back and you change it and then you do that whole thing again. Mm-hmm. Until you're like, Well, I don't have any more notes. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: That's what they say. That no work of art is ever done, right? It's well, just of course. it's just done well enough to release it. Yeah. yeah. And that's interesting. You said in the car there's a music producer and I don't I can't remember the name of him, but he that's his test. He takes it, he oh, lives yeah? in California, goes in his convertible, cranks it up, drives the Pacific Coast highway, and if it feels right, like if it sounds, if it makes him yeah. in a puts him in a good mood, then he knows, All right, we've got yeah. something here, right? Yeah. Right. Well
1: and I think I think the reason for that, I mean, I've thought about that lots because I do produce, I produce lots of other stuff too in the studio and, and it's one of the things I do all the time too as a student in the car. Mm-hmm. car is so loud. Loud, yeah. So all, like when you're in your studio, you got your really good monitors, you can hear everything and you can mix it till it, till it sounds like all of the parts are there and I notice all the details and yeah. you can be really happy with yourself about <laughs> Um When you get in the car, detail goes to the wind. hmm what what that what all that ambient noise i think does is forces us to just focus on the most important things. Usually that's like the guitars, the voice and the kick drum, the bass. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they're jiving and if they're at the right level or whatever, Mm -hmm. it'll feel great in your car, even if that other information gets lost. Yeah. All the low level stuff. Yeah. And you have to realize too that like the majority of your audience
0: isn't going to be as proficient in musical understanding as you guys are, right? Like even I I listen to a lot of music, but then if I watch like a behind the scenes on how like an album is made, I'm like, oh I never even heard that Instrument in there mm-hmm. before yeah. until you watch the making of, right? Yeah, right, right? It was Red Hot Chili Peppers were always my guys growing right. up, right? Mm-hmm. and then watching the uh, the Blood Sugar Sex Magic album get made in that old mansion in L.A. with yeah, Rick yeah. Rubin, seeing them record it in black and white, it just like gives you a whole nother level of yeah. of appreciation for yeah, right, it because you right, just don't right. think about that or seeing like, someone perform live, right? Yeah, of course. That's, that's right. yeah, of course. So, so, do you guys? do you have someone on staff like the layman's listener? Like, do you have someone who, who you can like, a proxy that you can sort of run your sound by and be like, listen, I know you don't know shit about music, but, <laughs> but how does this sound to you? Because you got to be close to it, right?
2: Well, I, I mean, you I showed my wife. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: both of our, our wives are on What'd she opinions. think?
2: Yeah, she'd, she'd tell me like, her honest opinions, like she wouldn't, she would anything. Be like, perfect. Oh, that, is, that,
0: sounds, <laughs> that sounds like that a sounds good weird. word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds weird. Yeah, but how weird? Like weird, you're curious, or weird, yeah. I, yeah, can't, yeah, like, I, I know. Weird, you're no. not curious. <laughs> I know,
1: and that's a tricky line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really tricky line, and I think that I think it's an important line, though. Like, I think, I think that the best artists, and the artists that I love the most, mm-hmm. are the guys who walk down that line. Yeah, the it's weird. But it's weird and I wanna know more about that because there's at least enough to get me hooked. Right. Right? Yeah. I think that's a I think it's a super important thing for an artist to try and find that line. Whether we found it or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> saying that I think that's an important line to try and find. And I think that, that, that the best artists are, are looking to sit somewhere on there or, or bounce across it a little bit right. you know what i
0: mean or piss people off too right like sure. if, you, if your music pisses half your audience off and the other half likes it you're in a really good spot right huh. <laughs> yeah yeah so who do you guys see as your audience yeah that's a good question <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, i don't know we we tend to gear towards i
0: think an older crowd mm-hmm. um, older being like like 30s
1: 40s 50s how old are you guys 30s, Early thirties, 30s, yeah. 30s. Early thirties. Okay, yeah, yeah I think that that's probably in our world. Thirties and forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we. I mean, we're we're not gearing towards fifteen-year-olds. No, obviously. Not. Not.
0: Right, you're and not you Miley can.
1: Cyrus. No, no offense no. to both. <laughs> no, not taken.
0: Right. right. I, I meant right. looks wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's it. That's an interesting. That's an interesting demographic because you've also not only are you going with people who aren't necessarily the biggest consumers, but also you're kind of fighting that resistance to technology, right? That's a demographic that that grew up with radio and CD cassette kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're not necessarily proficient with uh, Apple Music and Spotify and those. So
1: you're fighting an uphill battle for those guys. No question. No question, we are. Yeah. But then again, if we were to do the opposite, like, I've thought about it. Obviously, I've thought about it. Why don't I just sit down and try and write uh, kitschy pop music? Mm-hmm. Like, I can write music. I've got a studio. I've got... You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it would probably be terrible. Mm-hmm. I think you got to believe it. It's got to be authentic. For yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing about Michael Jackson is I, I, I... he You watch him and he believed it. Mm-hmm. He really believed it. Yeah. And if you don't believe it, I don't think you got got hope. Yeah. You have to go with what you believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's my belief. <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's great. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think it's true. Yeah,
0: I think I think yeah. There's two there's two elements to it. It's it's loving what you do because th- that really comes out no matter. Yeah. You can't fake that, right? Of course. People, especially when you're seen in your element, they know for sure if you're enjoying yourself or not. Yeah. And just being, no matter what it is, whether it's weird or not, is being the best at it, right? Sure and being yeah. so, if you play the uh, the um, Chapman stick. If I've never seen it before, but you're the best fucking Chapman Stick player I've ever sure. seen, I'm yeah. intrigued, right? Of course. I'm looking. I'm like, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. So I always the example I think is like, have you ever seen those videos of people like working really average jobs but doing them very like oh, yeah, or, super yeah, ad, like yeah. superhuman? Yeah, like yeah, the guys yeah. like laying the plates in the uh, in the dishwasher yeah. racks or or throwing the fish in the Seattle fish markets yeah, down yeah. by the wharf. Like those guys love what they do in there amazing at it so
1: and we're drawn to that yeah 100% Mm -hmm. yeah what's this
0: what's the stage presence like do you guys have personas are you yourselves
1: you get a little bit more amped up how does that play out well I mean obviously you get amped up I mean that is part of hope so It's, (laughs) it's, it's joy like it really is one of the funnest things to do is to play live music I bet it it is, and I talk about jazz music sometimes <coughs> when I talk to people about this. I can't listen to jazz music. Oh, I like on a on yeah. the radio or in an album. Yeah, to yeah. put a jazz CD on, I can't do it. But man, if you're if you're playing bass in a jazz band, mm-hmm. it is so much fun because you're you're in control of it. You're in the middle of it. It, it playing live is unbelievable. Right, and those guys freestyle for all intents and purposes. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a chord progression that they're following that the whole band is on, but then within the context of that chord progression they're free to do whatever fits you know what i mean yeah it's all improv, that's Yeah. that's wild
2: but that takes skill you know and oh for sure and time. yeah yeah it's uh it's pretty cool um you know i uh when i was studying at the uh, one of my instructors said yeah you could play you could essentially play any note you want mm-hmm. but you just have to remember to come back into a note that that also works you know right. but you could be going you know blazing fast and, and still hit all the notes and yeah um you know it'll it'll still fit you Mm -hmm. know as long as you understand you have to come back to a note that actually is in the key and sounds good and Mm -hmm. um but yeah but then you're limitless right you can do whatever you Mm -hmm. want and yeah it's it's how do you train that
1: (laughs) practice years (laughs) yeah you learn scales you learn all your scales you learn what those chords are you learn what notes fit in a given chord Mm -hmm. and then once all that knowledge has been accrued
2: yeah. You Bank just have hit, to do it a bunch end. of times, right? Yeah, that's yeah. when
1: your 10,000 hours comes in, right? Yeah. yeah. Like and you do it for 10,000 hours chances are you're going to be good at it. That's right? And that's fun. when it gets and it gets fun when you're good at it too. This is why people this is why a lot of people don't get through the first 3 years of music lessons.
0: Mm-hmm. Cuz it takes
1: the first 10 years before mm-hmm. you're really at the place where you can just go and yeah. take control and we'll of it, yeah. it. Yeah. no one
0: likes yeah. being bad at something right? no yeah, exactly. music's one of those specialized things it's not like running even if you suck at running you can still run right yeah, like sure but but to get to a playable level or an acceptable level
1: that it you know takes a long time I'm it sure. takes a ridiculous amount of time and then there's another part to it that i've that i think i've been learning mm-hmm. which is when you become a band leader so so when we play it's a six-piece band but the two of us are sort of in charge mm-hmm. like there has to be a hierarchy there has to be a system in place okay. right so now you have to be at the place where not only and I think this has to do live too with being able to read an audience not only are you inside the music mm-hmm. not only are you, you know quote unquote playing the right notes hitting the right things doing it in a believable fun way but you need to be able to then look at the audience and know what are they thinking and and make sure you can hear the percussion part and be judging that so that you can know what to do next or like there's this whole hierarchy of thought yeah it's actually really cool you
0: go into like automation
1: almost yeah parts of your body yeah Yeah, absolutely go into automation to free up your brain to try and think about the next thing and (laughs) it's it's really cool and that I think that's what like musicians they say have some of the best left brain right brain sort Mm -hmm. of functionality is because it it, everything's gone right it's cool yeah and Mm -hmm. it is it's kind of like a high when you do
0: that right for sure well, I imagine it's similar to, like, you know, really great athletes who oh yeah, who okay. can, you know, stick handle in a phone booth while si- simultaneously an- analyzing what's going on in yeah. the ice, right? It's like, yeah. this is so, the stick handling is so innate and just so practiced that you don't have to think about that. Think it frees up it. your brain to exactly. do other things, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, you have a conversation yeah. how to get... with
2: somebody while doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Throwing free throws. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, so how was your day? Yeah. <laughs> just the,
2: yeah, the body just knows, right? It's muscle memory. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting.
0: So, the, the, the premiere show is coming up. Is that right? April 28th. April 28th right. at the Capitol Theater. Capitol Theater Fort Edmonton Fort Park. Edmonton Park Fort Edmonton Park. So, why'd you pick that venue? It's stunning. Yeah. It's beautiful. I know, I saw pictures. I, I didn't even know that that venue was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We
1: looked at a bunch of venues. We were thinking about maybe doing it actually at the new art gallery, too, but it just, the ceiling was a little bit low. Mm-hmm. Um, you need I mean, space for your music to yeah, fill, right? Yeah. And it just feels right. Sounds crazy, but it just—we had to do something that felt right. And mm-hmm. the idea of doing it in a bar just makes me want to puke. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, it's and nice. it's not bad music. You don't go to—you know what I mean? It's, it's—you want to go and you want to see an event, mm-hmm. and and that's a space where you can go and see an event happen, right? As opposed to, I don't know, like a bar or something else like this, where where you you go to to see a metal band, or, or you know what I mean? You go to have drinks and mm-hmm. forget right yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah you don't know what percentage the audience rem- you, yeah. remembers you right yeah I, that's one thing i always thought about going to see like a big act and then they've got the openers you're like yeah i really like this and you even like spot not spotify but you like write down the name of them and try and find the song later but then I, you go back and listen to it you're like i don't know why i like this so much maybe it's the context and the anticipation yeah. of the well of the artist coming up because you're like yeah this is awesome I really right. enjoy it and, and I think like,
1: it's something about energy level too like music is pure energy when you listen to it it literally is waves of energy in the air hitting your ears which is why when you turn your stereo up you like the music better you're actually creating more energy not right. emotional energy like just physical energy in the air right. you go to a stadium show there's a lot of energy that they're putting out into the air. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a lot of what has to do with people going there and just loving it and getting so excited is that there's just so much energy in the air. Yeah. And again, the Capitol theater, that's why we wanted something like that. I mean, it's not a stadium. I wish we could just sell out a stadium. Right. Step uh-huh. by step. by yeah, step. Right. Exactly. Right. But it's a big enough space and it's an open enough space mm-hmm. that you feel like there's just enough air in the room to energize. Right. How many people fit in there? Two
2: hundred and fifty or something like that,
1: Max. Somewhere okay.
2: Right? Yeah.
0: And how are ticket sales going? They're pretty good so far. Yeah, still got a few yeah. left. Oh yeah, we got a few left for sure. Where can people go to find uh, uh tickets for that? Ticks on the square. On ticks,
2: where? On the square. ticks on the square on the square. What's that? So it's uh it's kinda like Ticketmaster, but okay. it's uh it's based in Edmonton. Okay.
0: And,
1: uh, so it's online? Yeah,
2: ticks yeah. on, T-I-X? Yeah, T-I-X. Yeah. T-I-X. T-I-X on T-I-X the square.
1: T I X. Yeah, on the Square. Yeah. yeah. If .ca. you look up yeah. Ticks on the Square and then just put Song after, it'll be the first thing that comes up in Google. Good or to know. you can also go to our website uh, www.foolstongue.ca
2: there's, there's links on there's there. there. Links. Yeah. perfect
0: so describe so walk me through the description of the album because it was really interesting and I, I want to ask you guys a couple questions about it mm-hmm. but but yeah I'll let you take that uh, you mean
1: like the the songs themselves no no like the TV? like in that one page Sorry. you sent
0: me the description of the album the sound is like um, oh what does it say sorry man no that's okay It's, <laughs> it's, it's it sounds the sounds at the end of the world let's talk about that like where, where did the idea of this come from yeah. was that a description that you tagged on after or was that the sound you were going no, no. for in the first place it was what place? we were going for
1: we uh last album we did it was a you know a bit of a concept album it okay. was about a guy who wakes up uh, to, to a mysterious woman throwing rocks at his window mm-hmm. and follows her sort of down Alice in Wonderland <laughs> All right. And cool. um I mean it was I mean it wasn't literal. I mean, you know what I mean. Is it it was just a it was a it was a it was a place to start the songs from to know what we wanted to write next. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean and he has an experience and and it changes his life. Mm-hmm. Was sort of the the just of it. Um which is why I call it New World. Right. The idea that he, he he enters some kind of new world and it and it changes him somehow. I mm-hmm. mean that's classic art for you.
0: Um Right. And then so well I think that's so relatable too, because we're always we're consistently being destroyed of what we believe, what we think, and rebuilt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every for thought, sure. anytime you, you come across something new, it destroys your previous you know Concepts, concept
1: yeah. of everything. Yeah. Right. Right. So that makes sense. And then we had um this one, I can't remember the exact time. Like it, these things, per, you know, percolate in your brain a little. Bit. Right. But I do remember I was doing a show in Vancouver, and mm-hmm. and like I'm from small town Alberta. I still live in the country, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's weird for me to see all the all the glass, and you know that there's somebody behind each pane of these pane of glass. Right. They're right, like, they're right there, but you can't see them. Yeah, it's so weird, and you just think about like there's a lot of people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what are they thinking? What are they doing? You know, and how do you, how do you actually engage someone and how do you find out what they, what they really believe, what they really want? And, and for some reason, the idea that, that the things that are most important to us happen in the moment that we're faced with loss. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, that is when that, you know, that is when we forgive people for their sins is when we know someone's going to die and you can't hold on to, to hate, like all those sorts of things. Right. We're, we're sort of going through the brain. And so... It sort of turned, as we were talking about that, and writing, um, we sort of went, let's just write a group of songs about perspectives, sort of, on the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And hopefully find some kind of cool emotional content um, with all these different perspectives about the end of the world. It's not a concept album in that track one has to go before track two because track two is part of a story. There's no story. Right. It's just, you know, different shards of glass maybe, you know, reflecting the end of the world for different people. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, it makes sense. That's and good, I mean, that's a good way it's, I uh, know. yeah, you can listen to, listen back to that and put that on the website. Okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it totally makes sense because you're right. Like having, having that end date on existence really puts things in perspective, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. if you take your life today and all the shit that's important to you in the next, Month And then all of a sudden I tell you, yeah, you're going to die in 32 days. Mm -hmm. Your next 31 days are going to look really, really different. And they're going to be a completely different perspective. You're going to treat people differently. You're going to Mm -hmm. accept things. And and the shit doesn't matter. You let it go, right? And I think that's it's – we're so – people are so – uh, apt to hold on to the things that, that hurt us and it's hard yeah. to because the reality is people go through really bad things, life is suffering and mm-hmm. and um, you know it's, it's tough to find the joy and find the, the peace in what you like doing and, and what you enjoy doing and try not to get what other people are doing affect you in any negative way um, so I think it's a really cool concept for, for the sound and yeah. and I think it's you know that's a, that's a deep one to I know to try and you know, know. conceptualize mm-hmm.
1: yeah and and I hope the thing isn't depressing <laughs> like we didn't go after it going this is a depressing idea
0: mm-hmm.
1: we actually went this is cool mm-hmm. this is interesting and hopefully there's actually a lot of hope in this idea mm-hmm. you know what I mean which is the the, the take we tried to to spin mm-hmm. on it yeah it's aggressive. The album is but yeah like you said it's also epic in its scale and the sounds because we we're like how do you how do you find the landscape for those emotions yeah well it's not just you know no offense but three chords in the truth on your guitar right mm-hmm. it's it, it innately needs something a bit bigger and, and more luxurious maybe. right well, we, when we conceptualize
0: our, our humanity and, and us as a ex, our existence, we always think of it on a, a bigger plane, yeah, right? Of think course. of like the biblical archetypical stories of, you know, yeah. Adam and Eve and, and revelations and hell. And it's everything is on a big scale. And like yeah. we don't really think about that way in our daily lives. Just being no. in this office or being on the street, it feels very like mundane almost, yeah. right? So it's cool to... You know, I mean, that's what a lot of art does—takes people out of their reality, in their everyday life. Sure. Yeah. So if you can bring that them to that place and make them think things, and I think what like one of your descriptions is, you know, what's going through a guy's head right before he pulls the suicide bomb cord. Yeah,
1: that's, that's super fascinating, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but we were writing, and we're like, this song's about a suicide bomber, and but if you, what I what we really tried to do in that song actually was again. It's, it's about a guy who feels like he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. He actually feels like this is the right choice 100%. to make for the people in his life. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to try and actually go after that idea, even though it's... It's pretty controversial. It's controversial and it's, so and it's probably a, a deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and the goal isn't to be controversial about it. It's just to go... This is his end. Mm. This is this is his moment, and and what does he think?
0: Yeah. Well, know. he thinks he's going down in a ball of glory, right? Yeah. Like It's the same with the Japanese suicide bombers, sure. or not bombers. Um, the, kamikazes. Kamikazes. the kamikazes. The kamikazes. Pilots. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, it's just that's what they've been inundated with to believe that's their religion right and who you know who's to say objectively of course yeah. that's wrong you should never kill innocent people but like in their of reality course. they're doing the right thing
1: Yeah, and that's what's so yeah. interesting and it's it's it, in their reality mm-hmm. morality is judged differently than in our 100% reality. no I one wakes up fascinating. no one wakes up saying I'm going to be a
0: bad guy today no I mean you look at like the most recent example of, of tyranny and, and Hitler and it's just it's like he didn't wake up thinking he's a bad guy. He genuinely believed he thought he was doing the right thing.
1: Sure. Yeah. How else do you actually go through all those acts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, <100%. laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's
0: really cool that you guys are going to, you know, tap into that and, and, and share that. Um,
1: well, again, it's, it's one of these things where, um, those are things that we're fascinated with as Pete, just as, just as dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and if we were just fascinated with going to the bar and hooking up, our music wouldn't be this. Mm-hmm. But but that's that's not who we are. I mean, like we said, we're, we're in our early 30s now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're interested in, you know, what I would term real things. Yeah. And our music has to reflect that. Otherwise, we're not being true to who we are. Mm-hmm.
0: So what are the things that that um, that are going to interest you in the next five and ten years? You know, like know where do you where do you want to go from know, this? Sort to ask know, the tough questions. No, but it's kind of my job here. We've geography.
1: we've 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 started a few tracks on the next album. We've sketches, I'd call them, because okay. nothing nothing's yeah. Yeah. real. Yeah, an assembly. Yeah. 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 And it's it's about it's about like just putting this out there, and you put this on this side of the table, and then you go, oh, is there a relationship? And then you sort of before you know it, you find something. Right. You know, but there's. Um, I've got kids now, so I've written a couple tunes about, about the idea that, about holding, how do you say it? I've never, I actually haven't thought about it until right now. I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like writing, and you're like, I think this is it. And then this is the first time I've actually tried to like oh, that's clarify crazy. the thought. No, hash it out, man. It, right? Bust um, it out here. Let's talk it out. But what do you think? Like how your perspective changed? Perspective changed. But there's, there's this idea now, uh, that is t- super new to me mm-hmm. that, how old are your kids? My my, my 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 youngest just turned one yesterday. Okay, awesome. Um, and my oldest is about to turn four. Okay. So they're still pretty young, right? This, right. Is, this is still pretty new. They're not like quite people yet. They're yeah, almost yeah. like four years <laughs> almost a person. But there's this idea now that w- before you, you, you get into the world and you try and carve, it feels like you're trying to carve a place out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be, you know, uh, with someone or in work or in... Finances, or however you want to think of that, whatever. And then you have kids, and now you go. It's not about carving a place for yourself. It's about trying to preserve the world for them. Right. There's this idea that you'd do anything to the world. To make sure that that thing, is safe forever. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple songs that have sort of taken on that tangent about mm-hmm. you know what 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 do you do to make sure that the people you love are safe. Right. And and what what can you you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean safe safe in a framework,
0: right? But you also need to let them make their own mistakes sure. and screw and up and Because she's four, I haven't got
1: that far yet. Right. I'm okay. still stuck on the point, you know, you know what I mean? I'm
0: still worried about her banging her head on something. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. When she's a teen, yeah. you know, the album after that will be the opposite, <laughs> right?
0: i like that that's it that's it. i mean that's the great thing about life is that there's always material to draw from right yeah. like unless you just don't change ever but that's yeah. sad in its own right mm-hmm. but if you guys are going through life and making changes and it's just cool that you guys so you kn- would have known each other for what like over 10 years now 15 oh, yeah. 20, 20 years over 20, 20 years, years. when yeah. did you, what grade did you start going to school together Ah, uh, i like grade too that's so, amazing yeah. Yeah, that's i have forever. one buddy like that and mm-hmm. we got to school forever that's really cool it is a neat thing is, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Amazing, and actually. to be able to like define your career as maybe not 100% together yeah, but in the same vein right you know? Collaborate. yeah yeah who yeah. knew And Jeff what about you where are you at in life <sighs> what's going on
2: um well I um I recently got married mm-hmm. so uh that's, congrats uh, thank you that's to a lady who calls late. you on your shit which is yeah, good yeah, absolutely yeah so um what's her name um Co. We call her Co. Co. Yeah, kind of like, you know. Well, it's it's spelled X I A O. Okay. But she's told you know she told all her friends when she was younger.
0: Uh, she's from Beijing. And, all right. Uh, I, I was just in Beijing. CO. Oh, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Cool town. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. City. Very cool. Yeah. Twenty-two million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Co. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. And um and yeah, just
2: a uh, different you know perspective, I guess, from you know just seeing what what how she feels and what what she sees in me and mm-hmm. and how she sees the world and that's uh has been a huge impact on on my life uh i would say and you know if i'm not sure if it's been reflected in any of my music maybe i'm sure it has right mm-hmm. but
0: but subconsciously yeah, sort of yeah, snuck yeah, in there yeah
2: for sure yeah and um and we have a little cat we have a cat hey has, fur baby our child yeah, yeah our child and so that's that's always comforting And when I'm when I'm playing guitar or something and she's always there right
0: hanging out with me and so you probably um, I, I'm i sure Luke has told you to cherish the time before kids <laughs> before kids now oh, yeah 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 while yeah. you have time to dick around and yeah. do fun little yeah. things for yourself because you probably don't have a lot of time no 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 <laughs> the time is in short supply well i appreciate you guys making the time to yeah. uh to come out for this and, and chat Thanks it's so it's awesome I, I always say like the podcast is sort of my my one-man mission to meet everyone in edmonton right? uh, cool. and, and yeah. you know expose people to different uh different yeah, yeah. avenues and pe- different people's artwork and and jobs and businesses and ideas and and all that but i think it's you know it's rare that people get together and have these kind of longer
1: conversations yeah it is really nice actually we just did a We've done a couple. Like, the L- Duke Flyer did a paper on it, or the Duke rep did an article on us. But they basically just took the information that I sent them mm-hmm. and paraphrased it. Right. I was like, really? That that's what counts for journalism? <laughs> like, I shouldn't say. <laughs> well, that. it's I, all about. I don't mean to sound negative. No, no, no. But, but it, know,
0: it's but the the difference is they have advertisers and they have numbers. There's certain criteria that they have to hit sure. in a specific space. I have none of that. I can we yeah. can talk for an hour, we could talk for four hours, and yeah. you know I'm not trying to satisfy anyone other than myself and other than to give the guests an opportunity to to elaborate on whatever's going on in their life. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean I, It's a cool thing. You can you can write as much as you want, but it's never gonna be the same as just hashing it out know, having a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: How'd you guys come across the podcast? We, I, well, we knew that podcast is, it's so weird, again, because the last album, yeah. the idea of being on a podcast wouldn't even, it didn't even occur to me right. four years ago. Right? Right. I would have been like, right. I don't know, but now we're like, okay, what are the things that we want to, like, what are avenues to get name out there? What are avenues to do it? And, of course, mm-hmm. podcasts come up, so I just searched local podcasts, because yeah. I was like, because that's how, you know, I want to go, you, you, you want to try local. and get yeah. You yeah. Know, to your yeah. content into local areas you can on um, and that's where you came up.
0: Interesting. I didn't even know I was on there anywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good, yeah. right? yeah. um, Good old Google, right? Yeah. Good old Google, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I wonder if they. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's a lot. Well,
0: that was funny because like your message came in. It was in that like message request, so I never saw it in my inbox. Oh,
1: right. That's and such a weird thing.
0: Right? I admire your tenacity because three messages later, I look back. I'm like, shit, this guy messaged me a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh no. So I'm like, sorry. Literally just seeing your messages now because it's so hidden and it doesn't give you a notification I've had the, for I've had it.
1: The exact same thing happened to me. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. Well, and speaking of organization, like I said, we've got our list. You know, we, like, before Christmas, we made big lists. Yeah. And then I just, every week, you go through the list. Mm-hmm. And you send out to this person and this person. It's, follow up, it's, a, it's yeah. a terrible thing. To do. It's <laughs> your, own, your
0: own CRM, customer yeah. relations manager. Exactly right? right.
1: Yeah. And it's it's a, it's actually a weird thing to do, especially if you're an artist. Like, if you're... you're a promo person Mm -hmm. that stuff yeah it just comes natural right and it starts
0: flowing you're like and people expect it but yeah yeah
1: but when you're like the guy who sits in the studio and (laughs) you
0: you feel like you don't want to be a bother to people right i hate that but you know what i hate that idea second second worst answer you can get is no right second best
1: answer rather is yeah (laughs) exactly
0: better to know and move on oh for sure yeah
1: of of course it's just it is. It's a weird thing for, for, again, for people who don't do that sort of thing. You feel sorry for, like, telemarketers, man. Everybody gets mad about telemarketers. I just, when they call, I'm like, man, I'm so happy I am not you. Like, <laughs> I hope you don't say that because that's a rough,
0: that's <laughs> no, a rough comment. No, no, I'm but,
1: happy I'm not you. But, like, imagine that job, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, you sit in a cubicle and you got a cold call. People. Hey, maybe oh, they hey, love it. I hope, maybe it's I, a rush. I, yeah. I hope yeah. they, like, I hope they do. Yeah. I they hope go so home too. Every day, and they're like, you know, this is amazing.
0: Yeah, I I did uh, one summer as a door to door gas marketing. So not even cold calling, cold
1: knocking. Yeah. Oh, and yeah.
0: it was it was when I was eighteen. It was the perfect job to really like open you up and make you not not anti-social but just make you outgoing because yes. you have to be right your yeah. paycheck depends on it <laughs> so I'm, I just remember the first door I knocked on I'm just sweating bullets yeah. like so nervous you're not only like yes. it's not like you're striking up a conversation with someone on the street you're going into their home you're bothering them potentially at dinner time right yeah. yeah, and they open up and like that look you get is so unmistakable like what the <laughs> fuck do you want (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly I'm sorry what Uh, what I'm really here for is uh, Uh, yeah yeah. yeah. oh that would be hard so I highly recommend that for anyone between the ages of 16 and 18 to get you out of your comfort zone yeah yeah Yeah, I I learned that early
2: early. yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. guys is there anything you want to mention that we haven't talked about already Uh, Um, you gave us the website gave us ticks on the block talked about the show on the 28th right okay yeah yeah i, I mean the big ones. You guys can hear your stuff online Absolutely. and yeah. you're it's on nice. spotify, spotify and apple music yeah, yeah. right yeah. what are all the social medias to get you on
1: facebook all of, well,
0: instagram yeah uh, twitter
1: twitter um, all yeah. full full's tongue yeah yeah, yeah. easy yeah, yeah it's super easy big, yeah. like look we'll, like if you google it everything will come up okay that's what I usually but say. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm we confused. hope that
2: some people, will, listeners, will check out the website or the you know social media stuff. Maybe get hooked. You yeah. Know, tell their friends. Who knows? You know. So. Perfect. Get some people out there. It'll be. It'll be great.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in, oh, and yeah, uh, thank you. I look yeah. forward to kind of tracking your your progress over yeah. the next year or so, and and then having you guys back when you're uber famous, and I can call <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. call in the favor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Perfect, Luke Jeff. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Your time and attention is incredibly valued and appreciated. And I really, really am enjoying the feedback you guys are giving me. It's really helping me pump these things out. We'll see you next week.